1: Good morning and welcome to Summer Breakfast, if you're listening on SEN 1170 here in Sydney. For the first hour, we welcome you listening on SEN Q693 AM in Brisbane. It's James Magnusson and Michael Kariannis here this morning, Morning MC. Good morning, Missile. We're coming to you live today from Manly Beach, opposite the Seine Hotel. Uh, Have we ever had a better view for a live show?
2: No, it's a bit distracting. There's a lot of people around. Um, Obviously, the... The sun is rising or has risen now and a few people in the surf and a lot of people already pounding the pavement.
1: You've just dried off the hair. I saw you out there earlier <laughs> on the <laughs> surfboard. You spent a bit of time in the green room uh, with a surname like Karianis, obviously a big surfer. Uh, <laughs> nice of you to join us though.
2: Doesn't take long to dry my hair though these days.
1: Did you, uh, did you bring the togs along on a serious note? I didn't
2: unfortunately because I've got to race off after this for um, so my wife booked there's a Jurassic Park exhibit right? On, and she booked it months ago um, not really is this real you life. and her or for the and, kids well <laughs> me her and the bub I do love a bit of Jurassic Park though. Yeah, it's one of my okay. favourite movies um, so, yeah, we're going to go head off there straight after this. So, no no swimming for me. What about you? This is right up your alley here.
1: Yeah, i pack some swimmers. Um, I just found out that if you win all four of the swimmers
2: <laughs> yes. at
1: this Shore and Partner Series, that you win $25,000. So, I'm just going to duck um, off, get my cap and goggles. <laughs> and, and your swimsuit. Back down here. <laughs> <laughs> I saw when, when we were told of that just before
2: we came on here. I did see your brain start ticking over, going, should I give it a
1: crack? Well, can I just say, so we are here for the and Partners Manly Open Surf Classic. Uh, it's all part of the and Partners Summer of Surf Series. Had I known the prize money, mm-hmm. I don't, there's not many races in, well, definitely in Australia. There's no pool races where you get $25,000 prize money. Yep. Had I known this mid-career probably more pertinently rather than <laughs> in the shape I'm in now, I definitely would have come down and ha- tried my hand at a few. I don't reckon many pool swimmers would know about that or they'll all be down here today. How much would your body have to change? Because you're, you're obviously in good nick, right? But you,
2: you're not in swimming nick, I'm assuming. How, how much would your body have to change to, to get back into the
1: water at a decent level? I'd have to see the competition. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've always been good for the short stuff, but I'm not <laughs> sure how far the swim is today. I'm imagining they're usually about a kilometre or so. Um, so maybe sub five kilos off the current frame and I'd be in the mix okay. but hard to say hey uh, I was watching last night the Powerball you were You're, you're no ticket. winner no, win- so, no okay. winner so it goes now from a hundred million dollars to a hundred and fifty million dollars okay so we spoke about yesterday you were gonna buy a measly little shack <laughs> for fifteen million dollars. Yes. I don't know, somewhere in Western suburbs <laughs> for that price, I'm assuming. I was gonna splash out ninety million dollars on a house. Alright, what do you do with a hundred million dollar prize? Well I'm bumping it up, MC. So I'm gonna buy a hundred and twenty million dollar house now. Why? Why? Because I'm going to quit all my work. Yeah, um,
2: of course. Yeah, you don't need a $120 million house to do that.
1: Yeah, no, because I'm going to be spending most of my time at said $120 million house. So okay. So now I'm going to have... There's going to be a nightclub in the house. Yes. There's going to be a gym in the house. I'm going to have a chef in the house. So I pretty much never have to leave this thing. How so many people
2: are going to have living in your house? Because you said you're going to have just a me chef. and my girlfriend. But you're going to have a chef?
1: Yeah. A cleaner? Or a oh, ma- obviously. Like, and probably, a, probably a live-in maid. We yeah. spoke about that. And if you have children you're gonna have a nanny if i have kids i'll have probably at least two live-in nannies well, um, how many, so, it's, so they can be on like a roster they're
2: gonna be on a wing or somewhere
1: yeah i'll start like looking after my kid when they're about nine or ten <laughs> up until then that's the job of the nanny <laughs> 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 um uh, what are you doing now it's up to 150 right. million can you splurge a little yeah, bit more than 10 yeah. percent on a house yeah yeah i'm like uh, 40 40 mil 40 mil I think go higher. I but was thinking about this yesterday after we spoke. You said you wanted a house in Greece. Too much admin. Just go to Greece, pay admin. for the most grouse villa. Admin. Come and go. Yeah, because. I'll tell you what I won't be doing admin. <laughs> yeah, think about this. There's all these like, international taxes when you buy a house. You've got to keep it clean. You've got to keep the garden. Don't care. You've got to do shopping. 150
2: mil. Do not care. I I'll find someone to do that for me.
1: Yeah, okay. Instead of a chef. So, you've got international staff. See, I'm being a bit more realistic. I'm having local staff here in Sydney. <laughs>
2: more realistic? You haven't bought a $120 million house.
1: On a serious note, did you buy a? I didn't. Powerball ticket? No. no me neither. <laughs> so, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we're just fantasizing. <laughs> Apparently, we were talking to producer Ben off air yesterday. So, for that ticket with the uh, guaranteed Powerball, is that right, Ben? It's $26. $26. $26. So, I don't know. It's gamble a, responsibly. Does that seem steep to you? I mean, you can win one hundred
2: and million.
1: Mm, no. I don't anyway, know. Anyway, I didn't buy a ticket. I'm just going to keep dreaming about it. Hey, our tennis last night. So, I went to bed after the Kokanakis game. hmm Must have been about 10 p.m. And Medvedev uh, was still yet to come onto court. Turns out... He stayed up until 3.39 to finish that game. Yeah, I was watching. Five sets, you were watching. Yeah, right. For straight from there to the surf, straight in the green room, <laughs> straight here on SEN. Uh, we want to hear from uh, you guys. Was anyone staying, or Did anyone stay up to watch the Medvedev game last night? Call us 1300 uh, one We're available right now. Give us a call. Any bleary-eyed listeners out there, stay up. Hmm. Watch the Medvedev games. They would have gone to bed, say, you know, 3.40, then back with us by <laughs> 6 a.m. <laughs> the <next laughs> they morning. fell asleep a minute back, after yeah, the game. Good like if you can fall asleep. I mean, was it a cliffhanger? It must have been. It was five sets. So they might not have been able to fall asleep straight away. That's, uh, that's an effort, though. If anyone has stayed up that late and is listed now, that's a fair effort. So they were talking about having, I don't know, something in place to stop these late finishes. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, have you ever pulled an all-nighter for a sports event?
2: Um, oh, yeah, like when. I, I don't
1: mean like an all-nighter in celebration after a sporting <laughs> event. I mean an all-nighter to watch a sporting event, a Northern Hemisphere type scenario.
2: Yeah, I don't think I've got to four. Um, I get up for the NFL every Monday, and that's generally when that when that season starts. Um, that's generally it starts at three. Because of daylight saving and stuff on, on Monday mornings, then it goes into four, then it goes into five a.m. So, you're keen NFL. so I'll, I'll get up. I don't work Mondays generally, so I can sort of catch up um, during the day. But no, so I usually Mondays to start the NFL season. I'm up at, at a stupid hour, and that basically goes regardless talk about of Dallas, who's say, playing? yeah, regardless of who's really? playing. Yeah, wow. Because um, I have all that majority of their matches on, yeah. on Monday mornings. Yeah, so what morning, time so.
1: do you go to bed if you're getting up at three a.m.
2: Oh depending with the bub, but yeah, it, it, because I don't work Mondays, I can generally catch up at some stage, so it's not too yeah. bad.
1: Um, what about you? The ones that stick out for me early 2000s, uh, dad and I are Liverpool fans, and we used to wake up to watch like an FA Cup or um, a Champions League game, and okay. they'd be sort of 2 3 a.m., yeah, and then that'd get you through to like 6 maybe, and then you're off to school, so yeah. they were they were tough lifts, um, but that was back in the glory days of Liverpool, I was big. Michael Owen, Stephen Gerrard, um, give us a call or text. Uh, what sporting events have you pulled an all-nighter for? Oh uh, four five seven seven three six seven three six to Texas, or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to give us a call. All right, another big day of cricket yesterday, MC. I thought it was. Going to be all over there mm. for a second. It looked like, like it. Don't these wickets come in fits and spurts for Australia? All of a sudden, you, you're not watching their four 4 Yeah. You come back an hour later, they're still four 4 You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh no dramas today. Then you come back, they're eight for. Yeah. Like, what is going on? Uh, it was a maiden five on debut for Shamar Joseph. That was the big talking point of the day. This is the new talent that the West Indies mm. have unearthed. Uh, here's the SEN cricket commentary of his five 4 and he comes to Steve Smith
0: edge oh no way he's out first ball is bowled unbelievable gets a wicket with the first delivery he's bowled Joseph bowled short ball high in the air. this could be caught here down near the rope it has been taken it is out Joseph's got a second Shamar Joseph into him again and he's edged it and he's out unbelievable Shamar Joseph's done it again the wicket of Cameron Green. Joseph back over the wicket to start, gets it, an awkward one. There is bat pad, and there's a catch. <laughs> Just like that. Joseph bowls again, full ball, and he's bowled. And there is five wickets on debut for Shamar Joseph.
1: When you hear five wickets on debut for Shamar Joseph, I think I was saying in the commentary he's 24 years old. Why is he only just debuting now if West Indies suck so bad? <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, he can't have just come out of nowhere. I don't know what his first-class record is. Like, 24's not too old but to But do they d- have much first-class over there? Yeah,
2: they play first-class cricket. Yeah, I, I don't know what his... Re- like, 24's not too old, particularly for a bowler to be playing in uh, test cricket. But you just love his enthusiasm, right? And, yeah, he's and, got a bit of swagger. Yeah, he's he, he's got that West Indian swagger, which, is, which brings people to li- life a, li- a little bit and... You know, he he will leave um, Australia at the end of the the next test with confidence, and, and that's what. Oh yeah. Um, no, that's what they need. The West Indians, because they're not hopeless. When you, you they've shown glimpses of okay, well, it's been. Semi, I know it's going to be over in two and a half days. Yeah. But it it hasn't been as as bad as I thought
1: the the test would really? be. Yeah, yeah, They're batters. Yeah. They leave something to be desired. Yeah. You know, the, the risk for these young West Indies players is uh, they post some decent results at, at test match level, um, like a Shamar Joseph, and then the lure of 2020 cricket is just yeah, it's so too, big. too much. So does he stay in test cricket and, you know, plug away for a team that sucks, or does he just go and play around the world in T20 and have a ball? Well, you hope that
2: there'll be a batch of, of these young players who go, no, no, we're going to play as much test cricket as we can and, and try and balance it out. And if he can lead the way, then you'll get some of those other younger players playing domestic cricket that want to follow his lead and, and, and things like that. So, they they need they need someone to take a stand there in, in the West
1: Indies and, and it might be just what they needed. What I keep thinking with the West Indies is how much are they getting paid to play test match cricket? Mm. And The stark contrast between Australia and the West Indies when you watch them on TV, Australia's covered in sponsors. Yeah. West Indies doesn't have a sponsor. And that's the thing. Like, we don't have a
2: lot of players. We've had very few players give up their test strength because they can still make really, really good money playing
1: for Australia. Mitch Stark hasn't played in India for eight years. Comes back first year, $4 Yeah. So let's say that he was let's let's be conservative and say he would have been getting 2 million a year. He's given up 16 million Australian dollars to play test cricket. Mm. Not that he's sacrificing that exactly because you know he's yeah. got legacy and all the yeah. other sort of stuff but yeah. realistically that's 16 million dollars he could have had had he chose to play yeah. over in India in the T20s every year and Maybe for Mitch Stark, that doesn't matter because he's probably on a $3 million Cricket that's Australia right, yeah. contract. But Shamar Joseph would not be on a $3 million dollar contract right. per year to play test matches. So that,
2: that's where the great disparity is. Um, we've got a good um, text here. Please leave your name. Um, Joseph has only played five first-class matches so far, which is not many for a 24-year-old. Yeah. So that's a good point.
1: Yeah. So uh, the other big talking point from the day, Travis Head. Now, did I say this when Mitchie Obey came on for sports? But I think... I backed him for top run scorer. Anyway, this was his home wicket. Have a listen to Travis Head scoring 100 for Australia. Around the wicket to Head, who
0: climbs into this one and smashes it through the covers for four. Roach again to Head, who steers this one forward of square leg off the back foot for four. Graves again, also wide on the crease. Head swings into this one, over cover, out towards the boundary, and it makes it. Braves in again, Head on strike and he pulls it high and a mark all the way for six! Glorious shot. Motty Bowles, Head gets a full ball, driving through the offside! Out to the boundary for four and for the second time, Travis Head gets a century in his own backyard here at Adelaide Oval.
1: Yeah, century there for Travis Head. It had been a quiet start to the summer after the year of Travis Head, which was 2023, wins the World Cup, was our best batsman in the Ashes, uh, killed it in the Test Championship. So you kind of felt he wouldn't go too long before another century. Home wicket. It always surprises me in cricket. You know, you see Steve Smith come out and struggle, Marnus come out and struggle, Uh, Cameron Green come out and struggle. You're going, is this a really difficult wicket? And then someone like Travis Head comes out <laughs> and scores a fast hundred. Yeah. Go, what is why is there such a disparity in how players find a wicket? Yeah, I, it is bizarre it because me. because the difference in class is not as big as what they show. No. Obviously, you know. Yeah. So that's a,
2: it's a good point there, miss on. He had a poor um, series against Pakistan. I think his top score was 40, which was in his first dig, and then I think he still really might have struggled. been hung over from the World Cup. <laughs> he <had> a, a <laughs> lot of celebrating. Yeah, a bit of a dig at the World Cup. He had a lot of celebrating to do, but that's. I think that's what you touched on yesterday as well, where if our top order struggles, at, at the moment, we, we've got a sweet spot in that middle order with with either Marsh or Head contributing and, and being able to put a respectable total. Because at one stage, it looked like, you know, at worst, it was going to be about par on, with the West Indies' um, first innings total. Um, and then, you know, Travis Head really turned that game in Australia's favour. Uh,
1: all right. Give us a call during the show if you want a chance to win uh, golf prizes, double pass to Sydney Dragway, plenty up for grabs. 1300 01 1170 to Texas 0457 736 I can see a flood of text messages coming through here. Uh, should Joseph stay and play test match cricket for the West Indies, or is test match cricket essentially dead in the West Indies, and should he go and play T20s around the world? We are live at Manly Beach this morning for the Shore and Partners Manly Open Surf Classic. MC and I are going to take a quick dip in this ad break, but we'll be back. Breakfast show, thanks to Brighton's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's lawyers. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast with Michael Karianis and James Magnuson. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We are live from Manly Beach today, up until 9am. Come and say hello. It's all for Shaw and Partners Financial Services, who are the major sponsor of the Manly Open Surf Classic which runs today and tomorrow, MC. The qualifying racing is this afternoon, and tomorrow morning, the finals are kicking off. Uh, Australia's top surf Ironmen and Ironwomen, together with Manly Seagulls players, will be hosting a signing session Open to the public at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, after your predictions of Manly's uh, top four finish this season, will you be down here signing autographs as well? Well, that's why I,
2: I put him in the top four because I knew we'll come in
1: here. The amount of people that have run past and high five you this morning <laughs> after your big claims yesterday. Uh, the sun's just risen over what we call that Shelley Beach, over the North Heads. It's a beautiful morning down here. Stack of surfers out, stack of runners, people walking their dogs. Great atmosphere, so drop by and uh, and say good day if you're in the area. Heap of text coming through, MC. Do you want to hit us with a couple
2: of these? Yes, I do, Missile. Um, good morning, Michael, and Missile. They call it the longest day in motorsport. It starts around 10 p.m. Sunday night, and it finishes around 8 a.m. on Monday, if you're lucky. The Monaco Grand Prix, the Indy 500, the Coca-Cola 600. Sometimes you may get a lead-in on the Sunday afternoon with some supercar action. I've done this a couple of times, but unfortunately... Won't get to do it again unless Indy comes back to
1: KO. Have a great weekend. The Big G. So, that's a so the Big effort. G does some all-nighters purely on racing. Mm. Uh, Mark says, talk about uh, the Sunday start uh, stopping or reducing the early morning finishes at the tennis. How? How does that work? The first round went for three days. Am I missing something? So, I think they're keeping like a day up their sleeve in lieu to potentially have matches that finish too late carry over on into another day. I'm not sure how that worked. The, the Australian Open this year definitely was going a, a, a day longer. Uh, all right. Greek surfers for you, MC. <laughs> uh, morning, boys. A hey, missile. This is just a short list of the Greek, great Greek surfers. Mark Opalu- Okalupo, Michael Karianas, not... etc. I probably <laughs> spelled them all wrong. And as for getting a cleaner for the missus, no cigar with any of my <laughs> eight lotto tickets. There's a bit to fish.
2: unpack there. So I'm not sure Mark Okalupo is Greek.
1: Okay. So, to to the layman like me, it sounds Greek, but you reckon that's not a Greek name? It doesn't sound Greek to me. Okay. Well, I'll have
2: to uh, look that up. We'll do some research. I have surfed, believe it or not, very poorly. But when I was a kid, uh, we used to go to the Central Coast for for the holidays, and I had surfing lessons and the like, and that's why I don't surf anymore. Not very good.
1: You said to me that you didn't even need to bring sunscreen this morning. So you're just going to spend all your, all your time inside the barrel and you don't get any sun in there. So, Interesting. Uh, you said there was another reason I don't need sunscreen. <laughs> uh, Pooj on the text line says, As an early teenager, uh, I used to stay up and watch Wayne Gardner and Mick Dane race around the world in the MotoGP. Daryl Eastlake and Barry Sheen did the commentating on Channel 9 in a delayed telecast with really sketchy graphics, pixelated video quality. Some Sunday nights, uh, you wouldn't get to bed until 5 a.m. and then get up to work at 6. Couldn't happen now. You just record it and watch it later. There you go. Uh, Michael says, no no West Tigers news, fellas. Is that why we're listening to, the, <laughs> to this again? Uh, yeah, no West Tigers news this morning. Uh, they're having a day off. Having a day off. I did see pictures of games. Justin Olam in a West Tigers jersey. Mm. that's exciting
2: yeah it's a, it's a decent signing for the. I always have concerns though when a player is squeezed out of Melbourne true that's never a good sign
1: true. they rarely let go of players they want to keep well they didn't
2: they definitely didn't want to keep him, so that is always a concern for mine, but let's stay positive for the West Tigers until about round four. Uh, uh, and just looked up Mark Ocalupo. He's a Ta- He's got an Italian background.
1: All right. So our list of great Greek surfers is <laughs> now at one. Michael's you've got, got anything any text to see? <laughs> Yeah, Texas <us>, to <laughs> you know, a great Greek surfer. <laughs> great uh, MC, is there anything on Joey Manu? Kind of gone cold. Unusual for someone of his profile to stay off contract for this long, says Josh.
2: Yeah, good point, Josh. I know um, there was chatter around um, Christmas that he was looking at a short stint in, in Japanese rugby. Which, by the way, is outrageous. You don't like
1: that? No. Why not? Well, how many players then do that so that their club can Mate, fit them in the salary cap? Yeah, but players won't, clubs won't let that happen too often, right? Because. So why would the Roosters let it happen? Uh, what? He, he gets a million dollars to play over there and then comes back and pay, plays for what? 200 grand? No no, 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 no. It would have to be, so, say
2: it's four months of the season, it yeah. would have to be, you know, uh, 40, 40% of his contract, whatever the case may be. So if he's it'd be pro-rated. So if he's on if his long-term deals a million dollars and he's going to play and he comes back in, in June and plays half the year well he'll have to be on half a million dollars. They won't be. It's not a cap broad in, in that sense. They won't be able to sign him for $150,000 or anything like that.
1: So you think that's fair to other clubs that they can let players go off for half a season come back in time for finals probably pretty well rested because from all reports it's not the toughest competition over there in Japanese rugby.
2: How many clubs are gonna allow their players to do that? Not many.
1: Well if if they've got the depth, if I'm Penrith and I've got that much depth that I can't fit all my young talent in my salary cap, I'm saying, hey, Isaac Tungo, go over, play half a season in Japanese rugby, Talon May. Uh, maybe Suni but yeah. you know, Suni's contract's coming up. He's probably worth 700000 to another club to play fullback. Just go play Japanese rugby, come back fresh for our run to the finals, and, you know, we'll smash it. I don't have a huge issue with it, provided that the, when the player comes back, they sign
2: a long-term deal with the club, minimum two years or two and a half years. You can't be going back and forth, right? And the Roosters have already told Joe Mahdi they're not going to allow that. If he wants to come back, then he's got to recommit long-term. If they're going to code swap, I'm not a fan of it. But if there's a, a fact where there's a, a guy like Joey Manu, who's won a, you know, multiple premierships with the club, a long-serving player, wants to go explore the world for six months, and we get to keep him in the
1: code, I've got no issue with that whatsoever. All right. Agree to disagree. Let's see what the listeners have to say. 0457736736. Breakfast, thanks to Brydon's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's lawyers. Thanks, Vanessa. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast with James Magnuson and Michael Karianis. We're powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. We're live this morning from Manly Beach. Come and say hello. It's all for Shaw and Partners Financial Services, who are the major sponsor of the Manly Open Surf Classic, which runs today and tomorrow. If you're just waking up, here's some of what's making news. We've had another late night at the Australian Open, despite organizers saying... An extra day in the schedule would help out this issue. Denny Medvedev won in five sets, but the game didn't finish until 3.39am. Australia in the cricket and now in the box seat to win the Adelaide Test today. The West Indies are 6 for 73 at Stumps, still requiring another 22 runs to make Australia bat again. The big story yesterday was the fiver for Shamar Joseph on debut and Travis Head's century. Australia is into round of 16 at the Asian Cup after a hard fought win over Syria, 1 0. Here's some audio of Jackson Irving scoring in that game. Jones. Boyle, that's better. Gets rid of two defenders.
0: Martin Boyle. And still going. Here's Jackson Irvine. It's there for Australia. Jackson Irvine. Two goals in two games at the Asian Cup final. And then Jackson Irvine's perseverance ensured that the ball trickled over the line.
1: In rugby news, Australia is set to appoint New Zealand's Joe Schmidt as the replacement for Eddie Jones. Uh, The phone lines are open all morning. We'll get straight to your call if you call 1300 01 1170. All callers today go into the draw for your chance to win golf prizes and a double pass to the Sydney Dragway. So call us. On one 1170 Just on that rugby news, MC. Uh, the background of Joe Schmidt. Do you know much about Joe Schmidt? This is the first. Ru- you're laughing at me because, obviously, a rugby league Jono, But this is the first rugby news we've had since Eddie, since Jones, Eddie Jones. Did you
2: see Eddie Jones the other day talking about AI and trying to get the Japanese players to, What, play like robots? Oh,
1: it was bizarre. It was Did he talking just about fill a team with robots? I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna find that quote. It was. It was, like, very strange areas from Eddie Jones. But um, Joe Schmidt, I think he coached uh, – he's a Kiwi, he coached Ireland. Um, to success, obviously. They've
1: been pretty good recently. Yeah,
2: they, they, I think he had them into the number one ranked side at at, at one stage. So, um, can he coach? i got no idea. yeah. Who, I don't. You need to be a miracle worker to, to so get we those went, wall, Wallabies we going. We went with moment. some
1: Kiwi coaches there for a while. Then we're like, no, let's bring back one of our own. It's always our the own guy screwed us, so we go Kiwi again. It's always the case. There's right? no Australian coaches okay. out there. I mean, I don't really care. but Oh, you care a little bit. A little. Well, Australia. look, put it this way. If the Australian rugby league side was being coached by a Kiwi, I'd be saying, what's doing? Yeah. Surely we've got enough good coaches I, in Australia. I
2: found this Eddie Jones quote. You ready for it? Yeah, ready. Um. Eddie Jones said he wants to use artificial intelligence to train his players to communicate with his eyes. Okay, this is the quote. Gorillas don't have white in their eyes, so gorillas never know what each other are thinking. (laughs) That's the difference with humans. We have white in our eyes. (laughs) What?
1: Has he cooked it? What's going on? That is is full-blown cooked. That's one of the more confusing quotes I've ever heard from a sporting coach. Gorillas don't have white in their eyes. Mm. We once had, uh, (laughs) so I can't remember what his surname was, but uh, Coach Gennady. He coached Alexander Popov. He coached uh, Michael Klim during his career. He was down at the AIS in Australia, so Alexander Popov trained in Australia. And he he was a little bit older at this point, but he came to our swimming training and he was there with, with me and my coach and he, he watched me swim for a bit and at this stage uh, I was world champion, fastest swimmer in the world but you know, my coach said let's hear what Gennady's got to say. So he comes in, he's watching me swim and, uh, and then he said uh, in the 50 meters are you breathing? And I said oh not usually, I might take one breath if I need it and he said ah that's the problem, he said the dolphin it doesn't breathe when it swims. <laughs> I was like, oh, the dolphin, like, what? Okay, like, doesn't it have a blowhole in the top of its head? I don't have one of those. And then he was watching me on this other thing, and he said, ah, you know, the shark, when it moves, it doesn't do this. And I was like, what? I'm looking at my coach going, what? Is this guy, for this guy's cooked? I don't know what he's talking about. Anyway, but he was a great coach back in the day, but maybe there's some similarities here with Eddie with Jones. With the gorillas. Is he going to go out and tattoo all the Japanese players' eyeballs so they've got no whites in their eyes? What's he talking about? He can do that, you know. Well, I haven't
2: looked into it, so I don't know.
1: <laughs> so what do you mean? So you can, you can people can tattoo the whites of their eyes. Why? So their eyes are all black. Uh, there's people out there that want to look like um, snakes and stuff or, or reptiles. Hmm. You haven't seen them? No. What about, have you heard about furries? No. So there's people out there who identify as animals. Okay. Cats, dogs, rabbits, foxes. Um, one of my little cousins is on her... Uh, it's called the SRC, the Student yeah, yeah. Council. Yep, yep. And they had a vote the other day and this is without a word of a lie, they had a vote at Student Council uh, to put kitty litter in the toilets at school for the furries. So these people that identify as furries, they wear ears on their head and tails. Yeah. They identify as animals and they want kitty litter in the bathrooms.
2: You've taken me to areas I didn't think I'd go today. That's where this we are only, in the world. This, this is, Eddie is two, James's <laughs>
1: This is 2024. Uh, a couple of texts coming through. Skip says, uh, Miss old Joseph hadn't even bowled a cricket ball until two years ago. What? He played with a tape ball or tennis ball in yard cricket. That's why it's a massive story, says Skip from Robertson. Awesome. So we've got Ryan Harris coming up later on the show. We're going to have to talk to him yeah. about Joseph because it's quite bizarre to me that he hadn't bowled a ball until two years ago and then he's taking five for against Australia in Adelaide. I've got, I've got
2: one for you from Rob. Big turnaround missile from not swimming in Lawn to being a bounty hunter in Manly. <laughs> That's a very good point because for people that missed it, you had a, a weekend away? Were yeah, away so I was down in, in
1: Lawn on the Great Ocean Road and they had uh, the Lawn Peter Pub, which is the biggest uh, swim race in the world. Or yeah. biggest. And I asked you, oh,
2: did you compete? Did you want to compete? But you said no.
1: I said no. I felt like it would be a bit uncouth for me to be entering... Uh, you know, fun swimming races and, and winning. Mm. But then I heard today that this one's got a price of $25,000 and <laughs> I've kind of changed my tune.
2: <laughs> I saw, honestly, the look in your eyes. It was like,
1: ooh. Well, I found out in the break it's only 400 meters as well. So now I'm, I'm looking around. Who else is here? No, I, I think this one, you, there's, there's four of these and Partners uh, swims. There's this one here in Manly. One in Bondi. I think they said there's one up north in Queensland and one other one. Maybe it was Newcastle or something. But you've got to win all four to get the 25K. Okay. Are you a chance? Shan't be happening. Okay. I could fluke it once. I'm not getting four back to back. Home ground advantage? Yeah. If it was just a Bondi, maybe. But I can't get four back to back. Sorry. Uh, Nathan says, sorry, boys, you've lost me. You were speaking of Roosters (laughs) having a salary cap. So this is... (laughs) (laughs) So this is... um, This is where we're talking about um, Joey Manu and his potential short
2: stint in Japanese rugby, um, which is something that could be on the cards at at some stage, and you're not a fan of it. I don't mind it.
1: All right, keep texting us 0457 736 736, or even better, give us a call, 1300 01 Plenty of chances to win prizes if you call through today. Breakfast show today, thanks to Brydon's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brydon's Lawyers. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. We're powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. We are live this morning from Manly Beach up until 9am. Come and say hello. It's all for Shaw and Partners Financial Services, who are the major sponsor of the Manly Open Surf Classic, which runs today and tomorrow. In fact, MC, we just had a listener come up uh, in the break, introduce himself. He's a regular. Panther Pete. Came and said Hello. Panther Pete, does he live in Manly and support the
2: Panthers? Well, he was wearing his Panthers cap, as you would if you're a Panthers fan. You'd be wearing everything just it's to strut long, around town
1: in. Long way from Penrith out here uh, in Manly, but uh, nevertheless, come down and say good day. Uh, after seven o'clock, MC, you're going to have some more NRL news, including some breaking news on the Warriors. We'll tease that, but we're not mm. giving anything away. Uh, but we're at the Manly Beach today, so yep. I wanted to discuss beach etiquette. I was reading this article yesterday uh, on news.com about beach etiquette. Yep. Uh, There's a bit going on. Let's start with your towel. How far can you set up from another family, couple, whatever it may be? Depends on how busy the beach is, right? But generally
2: speaking, you want, you know, a walkway between people.
1: Minimum arms distance between well, the two <laughs> Your arms are is about arms. two meters <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe not your arms I but two,
1: yeah. no, I, I. no I, ideally, honestly yes. I want two meters between me and the next towel I don't want to listen to your conversation about what's been happening at work like stay away from me
2: what happens if the conversation's interesting you ever do a little bit of eavesdropping
1: yeah maybe maybe uh, a scandal in the person next to you you know what's really PI double S'ing me off at the moment at Bondi mm. cool cabanas yeah far out Take if you go around. down to North Bondi on a weekend morning, there is cool cabanas everywhere. You can't see sand for cool cabanas. If you need to sit under the shade, stay at home. <laughs> no, you're you coming stay to the beach to get home. some sun. Go for a swim, get some sun, and then bugger <laughs> off. Don't stay there all <laughs> day. They cool maybe cabana. they've got young
2: families and the kids can't get out too often. That sounds like stuff. a them problem. <laughs> uh,
1: the next one. The next one. This is actually this one. This one gets under my okay. skin. Music at the beach. Yep. Don't bring your speaker down onto the sand and then play your music for everyone in yeah, the neighborhood here. I agree with that. Yep, I'm on board with that one. Headphones. Headphones. If you want to listen to music at the beach, yep. headphones. That's just an easy one. Uh, the other one in this article is uh, children. So it's your job to look after your own children, having kids running while kicking sand yeah, up on other people. kicking sand,
2: kicking sand, yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I also now, it goes without saying, like if your kid's going down for a swim, you got to be in the, you got to be at least at the water's edge, if not in the water with your kid.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, the kick in sand, I remember getting in so much trouble from my parents when used to run, like you used to get excited and run to the to go for a swim or whatever the case may be, and yeah. um, I never realised why I used to get in so much trouble. <laughs> and then as you get a little bit older, you get a little bit cranky, Like yeah, got gotcha, your yeah. mum and dad, I'm with you.
1: Uh this is an interesting one, probably up for debate. Public displays of affection on the beach. <laughs> what are we talking? What's your limit? <laughs> What's my... Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you know, you see sometimes, and it's, it's often the, the younger ones, you know, maybe cuddling on the sand, rolling around a bit, kissing. That's probably a bit too much. You know, there's families around. Keep it peaceful. Not on your
2: beaches. You don't want any families around.
1: <laughs> no, the families can... can I, I don't mind they families. They can come. They Just Just have not it. setting up the massage cabana.
2: No music, no you know, noise, no running, no
1: cabana. You know you're in strife. If you see someone walking down the Corso pushing like these <laughs> big trolleys and you can see the cabana, the bodyboards, the, yeah. like, the full setup, you're like, oh, these people are going to take up dead set 10 square meters. And they're generally
2: not smiling.
1: No, it's a big day for those it's people. It is a punish.
2: It is a punish to pack and. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: it's a big day. That sort of stuff. Uh, music, we've gone through food. Food. So, food, they, they reckon that food, uh, maybe too much hot food or like aromatic food. <laughs> Like something that's going to stink up the the beach around them. I don't know. I don't mind food at the beach. I think that's play. Food, on. It's open air. Yeah, particularly if you're somewhere like here at Manly or Bondi, where you, you know you walk across the Corso and there's a yeah, million options. Option, you can is. bring your kebab back down yeah. or your burgers or your fish and chips. As long as you throw your rubbish away. As long, as, yeah, that's it. Food's not an issue. That's the big for mine. one. Leaving mess is nah, a no. You one for me. can't leave mess. Do you see those beach. pictures of like Bronte Beach after yeah. Christmas Day? Yeah, that's disgraceful. And New Year's and stuff. It's always
2: a case, right? Clean it's up a... after yourselves. Yep.
1: But you see, you know, down here at Manly today it's pristine because they come through each afternoon or night, they grade the beach, the council comes through, picks up all the rubbish. It so beautiful. it starts every day pristine. But just keep it that way. They shouldn't have to do that. Should keep it pristine. I think dogs was one? Dogs on the beach? Dogs on the beach is one. Uh, even even at dog beaches in this article they reckon that it's a bit rude at dog beaches. To have your dogs off lead running around. I oh, I don't mind if it's the dog beach, but if yeah. it's a dog beach.
2: It's like being at a dog park and people are getting what what isn't that why you're there?
1: Yeah, I know. That's always funny, isn't it, when people at dog parks. Do you have like, a dog? dog? Yeah, I've got a, a miniature dash down. Yeah. And you know yeah, how they I'll, say owners look like their dogs? What yeah. do you reckon? <laughs> I've got a border collie. Oh, you're a, yeah, you look like a border collie. <laughs> He's very cute, so <laughs> I'll take that. He's um, he features on
2: Vossie and Brandy's show. Does he?
1: Yeah. There you go. Barking right. in the background. Uh, more NRL news coming up. Uh, I'm going to have to find out in the ad break. What is it at the Warriors that you're about to break? Uh, we're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. Welcome back. It's January 19th, and on this day, 2013, Lance Armstrong admitted to doping in all seven of his Tour de France victories in an interview with Oprah.
0: Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. Yes or no? Was one of those banned substances EPO? Yes. Did you ever blood dope or use blood transfusions to enhance your cycling performance? Yes.
1: Why do you reckon he chose Oprah to go on in a minute? Don't know. Is it the first time we've had Oprah on the show? Probably. Go on something more exciting. Go on Jimmy Kimmel. Go on Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer's gone. And then the Jerry, Jerry. Jerry's not around. Steve, Uh, Steve, Steve. (laughs) Australian singer and entertainer Johnny O'Keefe was born on this day, 1935. Is this a bit of Johnny? Must be. Don't know who Johnny O'Keefe is. Americans.
2: You don't know this song?
1: Oh, yeah, I know this song. Played this at a few school dances back in the day. Are you a dancer? No. Yeah, you are.
2: (laughs) No chance. Yeah, you are. Maybe at your nightclub in your
1: house. Uh, American singer Dolly Parton was born on this day in 1946. She's turning 78 today. Dance on fire. fire. Australian basketball player and coach Luke Longley was born in 1969. He's turning 55 today. If you're listening through SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane... We say goodbye now. Ben Davis is coming up to fill the next hour for Patton Heels. And if you're listening on SEN 1170, plenty more to come. Live here from Manly Beach for Shore and Partners Financial Services. Summer of Surf Series. We're warming up. We're getting ready to swim this 400 meters. Can't wait to see MC's technique.